international success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Hello, Powerful Manifester, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. So happy, so grateful, so radically um, in a vibration of of gratitude. I got that out. that you made a decision to join me today from all over the world. This week I heard from uh, South Africa, Australia, where else? Brazil, Panama, and of course, all of you wonderful people in the U.S. I just want to say that I'm honored every week to bring you just first class I'm going to say revelation, motivation, and information that you can really apply in your own life. Well, guess what, everybody? I've had a great week, a busy and productive week, but a great week. And I think it's getting a little chilly, (laughs) as my daddy used to say. This is the first weekend that we've had some really cold weather, and uh, I love it. You know, during the winter, I use my fireplace every morning. I love to turn my fireplace on and just sit there and read and meditate. It's just something very intimate about it. Well, I have a great show for you today. I'm going to answer a listener's question, but my guest is Dr. Sarah. And uh, she is a new host, talk show host on the network. And she's going to be talking to us today about happiness. Her show is Happiness Learned. And uh, she's really smart. So she's going to be talking about happiness, what is happiness, and, uh, and the law of attraction. So I want you to stay tuned. Well, I want you to follow me on social media of course, TikTok, and thanks all of you guys for following me, and Instagram is Law of Attraction Constance. As I said, every week I upload at least two one-minute or three-minute reels, and of course, my YouTube is Constance Arnold, and of course, uh, Facebook is Coach uh, with Constance. So follow me. You'll get to see different, let's say a different version of me and uh, just really sharing some juicy stuff. Well, I want to talk a little bit uh, before I answer a listener's question about my one day VIP intensive. And just imagine flying into the ATL, meeting me at Eagles Landing Country Club. We're going to have a cup of coffee and uh, connect with each other. And then we're going to go into our private place and work. We're going to be taking a look at um, 
you know, just getting clear about what you desire, what what have been some stuff that's been holding you back, what have been some behavior patterns, what do you desire, how to write a new story about your life, what's the vision that you have for your life, uh, et cetera. We're going to have lunch, go downstairs to the country club or upstairs, depending on where our private place is. Have the chef prepare a great lunch for us. I would say we would go on the veranda, but it's going to be too cold. <laughs> and then we're going to go right back to that transformational place. Um, I'm going to be really taking a look at, you know, just what is your personality type? You know how some people are, or they have to have uh, a structure. Maybe you are a kind of flow person. So I, I'm going to really kind of know your personality. I might even give you a personality test to just kind of find out how do you flow. Everybody don't flow the same way. I told a client this week, I said, find the affirmation that vibrates with you. Because you're different. And maybe you may listen to an affirmation for five weeks and then it no longer moves you. So that means that it's time to move on. So I'm going to find out what your personality type is. Y'all know I'm real big on being specific. It's going to be customized specifically for you. So when you leave, you're going to have a six-month specific plan, strategies, and how-tos. I call it your own life book, your own life book for Jamie, your own life book for Mary, your own life book for John as to everything that you need to do to baby step or even quantum leap your life. So I forgot to mention free VIP coaching uh, intensive uh, we will have a 30-minute call so I can just get to know you. You know, and you can just relax a little bit because, you know, sometimes just to meet a person for the first time, it's, it, it can be a little intimidating so, so you won't be so nervous. And then you're going to complete a detailed coaching assessment. So by the time you fly into the ATL, I'm going to already know so much about you. That saves a lot of time. So post a VIP uh, coaching intensive. I'm going to give you a week to just sort of absorb everything that happened. Because sometimes when you right in the middle of something, you, you, you miss it. You're like, oh, Lord, I forgot we talked about that. And then I'm going to um, email you prior to our next a 30-minute session just to see, do you have any questions? Do you understand what we're doing? Uh, but but I'm going to email you a the final draft of, of, the, of the final plan. So you see, that gives me an opportunity to, to think about, hmm, let me add this because it's customized. Uh, it's personalized. Let me add more of this and less of this. And, uh, and then... Of course, after that, you can contact me via text, you know, if you have any questions. So it is a powerful day in a luxurious setting. You know, it's something about being in luxury that's very powerful. 
And so if you're ready for the investment, it is October. And, you know, I, I was telling somebody, every successful person has a coach. There's a name, Simone Biles, you know, the gymnast. Um, who has Serena Williams? Every successful person, Mahomes, all my international people. This is this is y'all can tell I'm into sports. Tony Robbins, Constance Arnold. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I talked to one of my coaches in Africa today. He called me, and uh, but when you have a VIP intensive. It's just something personalized about it. Imagine having a vision and, and a how-to and strategy strat, strategies. I got that out. So specific that you can just walk it out. Okay, today I'm going to do this. These are the tools that I have. So you're going to leave with a toolbox so you'll know what to do. So if you are seriously interested in a one-day intensive and you're ready to make the investment let's do a discovery call so we can talk about it and arrange it constant at fulfillingyourpurpose.com so what about those of you who said well you know i want to do a vip a constant but but i'm in another country or what would that look like well we certainly can do zoom and it would sort of be the same. You know, we would take breaks. Uh, we would step away for lunch. You know, all of the above. But it is up to you. I remember I had a mentor who, she was my first mentor who was a multimillionaire. You guys have heard me talk about her in direct sales. And boy, we would spend the whole day together. It was intense. I was taking notes. I was with her. Something powerful about being together. I understand internationally. Uh, uh, maybe uh, you can't fly in the AT into the ATL. But all of my domestic folks, it's something very personalized and intimate about being together. But I spent the whole day with her. Uh, we went to her house and and you've heard me say the first time I went in her closet, I'm like, your closet is bigger than my whole condo, you know, and just she was just sharing, pouring out all of her wisdom. And I was just taking notes and learned so much and and all of that. So that's what it's going to be like, because a, a, a coach already been there and done that. She's already, she had already been there and done that. She would say, no, do this. No, don't do this. This is the kind of person you need to hire, et cetera. So if, you, if you're ready to go to the next level, you know, a lot of folks talk about going to the next level, but you got to be ready to make the investment. So if you are ready before the end of, to do this before the end of the year, Let's make it happen. And we need to really, I need to really reserve the space at the country club, you know, for us to do that. And um, you can, some people fly in early. 
I'm going to be there with the welcome packet. And then some people, they say, one lady said she flew out. She said, I should have spent the night because it was so much. So email me if you're ready. Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And we can make that happen. Guess what? I'm not going to have time to answer uh, 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 the question that was send in, sent in to me, but, but I would do it the next time. And so essentially, everybody, uh, if you want something different, you've got to be and do something different. My trainer, he's doing something different with my body. Um, adding more weight. I'm like, wait a minute. He said, you can do it. Uh, <clears throat> less of this. He said, Constance, have you been eating any sweets? And you ever seen a kid with their hand in a cookie jar? I said, uh, uh, yes. He said, I can tell. And boy, he he worked me out really hard. But guess what? He's taking my body to the next level. He can do that. Why? He's been there and done that. And so it's really a matter of loving yourself, caring for yourself. And uh, somebody said to me, do you have a lot of VIP clients? I'm like, yes. And this was another coach. And she said, well, how does that work? I said, I'm just really sharing all of my wisdom. It's like when we sit down, the spirit of God comes on me. And boy, sometimes before the day ends, I have said more than uh, said stuff that I didn't even know was in me. Because when you are in agreement with somebody and you're together, that person pulls all of your gifts out. And it's just an amazing thing. So everybody, let's make that happen. Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Let's take in a deep breath, everybody. Let it out. One last time. Let it out. So we're going to go to these quick commercials and then we're going to be back. Uh, with Dr. Sarah to learn about uh, happiness and the law of attraction. So stay tuned. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I am back and I'm excited, you know, uh, every week I bring to you just experts from all over the world. And this week, week is no exception. 
So guys, I'm going to let you know, even before I pronounce my guest's name, I've been rehearsing all week, but uh, my very special guest is Dr. Sarah Spyward, and she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She provides compassion-based therapy. We all need that, right? She is the author of The Discovery of Happiness, and she's a host on the Law of Attraction Radio Network, Happiness Learned. Uh, she specializes in helping people to create the lightest life possible. We all need that, right? And uh, she feels that our purpose is to be happy at our core. She founded the Happiness School. Can't wait to hear about that. And she has traveled all over the world learning and serving um, people to help them to be their their best and highest self. So uh, I would say, Dr. Sarah, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, but she's already on the Law of Attraction Net Network. So Dr. Sarah, welcome to the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, uh, I, I said I had been rehearsing your name. So uh, for listeners, Rehearse, spell, say your last name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Spoward. <clears throat> it's a little Spoward. unusual. Apparently it's Scottish in origin, but Spoward. Well, you have a very interesting life and you're really smart and we're going to help people all over the world today. So tell our listeners just a little bit about you personally. Yeah, so um personally i am the oldest of three kids i have two younger brothers um i'm one of the few females in my immediate and extended family that has an education mm. um i always felt i wanted a phd even when i was seven i i just remember thinking it was something i had to get and i didn't know why <laughs> and i even when i was like seven i used to research about people around the world and i was like i want to help everyone and that was something that i felt was important um personally uh, i'm engaged and i'll be married uh in february so i'm very excited congratulations about that. congratulations yes he's he's wonderful i'm very happy about it um and i have two dogs and i have wonderful parents i'm very blessed um other things about me personally i've struggled with a lot of food allergies and asthma like my whole life um and so I'm very sensitive to foods and different things like that um well you I'm, know the the reason I wanted people to hear you personally because professionally you have stellar credentials yeah but sometimes people want to connect with you people to see oh they're like me they're human they have a dog you know etc <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've had a lot of um, personal challenges and struggles that I found have been helpful in the end, but it's partly because I decided to make them helpful. I find when things happen, we can go different directions. Uh, we can, you know, it can really hurt us and, and bring us down, or we can fight it and work through it and, and find a way to make us even stronger. So I took that approach as much as I could. Um, I've had in the past a series of abusive relationships, but I also find uh, it's pretty prevalent um, in our society. And so I, I find that it's, there's different types of abuse, but um, I have had that and I've had 
a lot of challenges in my immediate and extended family. There's been a lot of addictions and a lot of other issues and mental illness. So, um, no, there's been a lot of challenges. Uh, and for me, I just, I've always had the hope that there's answers and that things can get better. And so I tried to take anything that was painful and turn it into something positive and it actually fueled a lot of what I've done. Yeah. Amazing. And, and, you know, listeners, and if you're watching this, just her sharing that, because she's so doggone smart. Now, how many PhDs do you have? You have one, are you working on another one? Yeah, I will be, um, hopefully done with the second doctorate. Uh, it's actually kind of, a, I don't say it's up to me at this point, but it's depends on how fast or slow I want to go, but probably mm-hmm. next year I'll be done with it. So, but I'm, I'm towards the end of that one. Okay. Well, let's, let's tap into some of your wisdom. So your show is happiness learned. Mm -hmm. What a very interesting title for a show. So tell us what is happiness and boy, how can people tap into that on a daily basis? Yeah. Well, so I went back and forth about the name actually for years (laughs) But then it came to me, I was really reflecting back on everything. And something I've come across over and over again is people feeling victimized or they are, you could say, victims or survivors Mm -hmm. of things. Um, People feeling helpless, hopeless. And I don't care what situation you're in. I've seen people that things seem great on the outside. They have quotation everything and they feel so stuck. Um, So happiness learned is the idea that happiness is a skill that we can learn. It's, it's actually has to do with our approach to living. Our mindset doesn't mean everything's going to be easy. We're going to have challenges, but that doesn't mean we have to be victimized. And one of the things I've seen most that's been sad for me is um, without, without intending to be, I, I seem to be becoming more and more a sort of an expert on narcissism, narcissistic type things, narcissism mm-hmm. in particular. I was even asked was yesterday, um, there's a podcast called Unfiltered and they specialize in narcissism and they've asked me to be their go-to therapist for it because apparently I'm pretty Congrats. good at, oh, thanks. So I'm good at that. But really what it comes down to is the self-centeredness, the self-absorption that a lot of people think, oh, if you're self-centered or if you're narcissistic, you get to the top, you'll be happy. I have not seen that to be true at all, actually. Um, I've seen it to be in some ways true because you meet some of your needs, but there's always, it's like too much is never enough. There's always this bottomless pit um, and it's very destructive for society. So um, yeah, what I've seen is that we can learn how to be happy. And one of it is, one of the things is, questioning all the patterns you've been doing that you think create happiness and questioning, do these really make sense? Is this really true? Mm-hmm. Forgot to turn my phone off, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what was I going to say? Yeah. But questioning, is it true about, about uh, the ways that we become happy and being authentic? That's the other thing that I see so often is, mm-hmm people thinking, well, I have this, this, and this, why am I not happy? Or I'm behind. I'm not where everyone else is. That's why I'm not happy. 
But what is right for you? And this might counter what I just said about the self-centeredness, but actually when you're authentic and you're attuned to what's right for you, um, you become less selfish. You become less self-centered because you're more at peace with yourself. So I, you know, I always think of the classic example of someone who wants to be an artist, um, but they're an accountant with three kids or something. Uh, maybe they're not living a life that's suited to them, but they just sort of went with a program of how they felt they were supposed to live. And then there's a lot of destructive behavior that can come as a result. So if someone is happy right now, unhappy right now, just in a really difficult situation, what are some things that they can do like today to really mm-hmm. shift that unhappiness? Maybe one or two things. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I've seen, and I've done work, a whole mix of things. Um, I've done stuff with street kids. I'm just coming to mind uh, in Tanzania and India mm-hmm. that they survived by going through landfills and they, they had their homeless, they had nothing. Um, they were runaways. Um, people that are, have no food pretty much. They're just living off one meal a day of grain in, in West Africa. Um, it, very wealthy people that are not happy in mm-hmm. the United States a whole mix and the biggest thing i could say across the board is first of all radical acceptance of mm. your situation um That's good. I, yeah and oddly i just i'll never forget this i remember these poor children in landfills in india and tanzania i remember thinking they seemed more at ease and at peace and i don't want to say happy but more content in some ways than other people that felt like I should have this, I should have that, I should have this. Um, and it was because they accepted their situation that, okay, they didn't have a lot of options. So it was like, okay, this is, this is my life. They wanted more for themselves, but they're at peace with maybe this is as good as it gets. Um, I'm not saying give up on dreams. What I'm saying is sometimes the first step is radically accepting where you're at. So you stop that resistance and that pain of feeling like you want things you don't have. So that would be what I'd say right now is That's good. That's good. And, and, and radically so that, accept doesn't mean it's okay. It just means you're going to be at peace about it. Sorry. So it's a surrendering going in. I accept that. Mm-hmm. I accept that I'm single and mm-hmm. it's Friday night again. And maybe leaning into that acceptance, mm-hmm. uh, they can begin to maybe think about and tap into other possibilities. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because what can happen is when you, it's like we get into loops. So like, let's say you're single and it's Friday night and you're feeling like lonely and disconnected and upset about the past or something like that. If you're reacting over and over and being (laughs) upset over and over about it, you're actually helping yourself stay in that situation. And in terms of if you want to say law of attraction or energetically, if you are in one energetic state, it's very hard to get to a different one. And when you react, you're creating that energetic state over and over again. Um, If you can get to a place of acceptance, you're kind of slowing down those loops and cycles so you can have more peace and then start to focus on, you could say, the energetic state or mindset of what you want to have happening or what you want. But it's very tricky because you have to, I shouldn't say very tricky, but 
It's two things at once. It's not either or. It's having peace and acceptance of where you're at and energetically shifting yourself to this other thing you're wanting. But being at peace, if it doesn't come, you have that pull, I must have this thing. Then you go backwards. Mm. And that's kind of a, it's a practice. You can practice it. Okay. So talk a little bit about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. That's such an interesting topic. <clears throat> um, yes. So mindfulness um, changed my life. It's amazing. Mm. I mean, mindfulness basically just means paying attention. And I guess you could say one of my passions is now applying mindfulness in a very tangible, concrete way that really transforms people's lives. <clears throat> So I first got into mindfulness in, I guess it was 2011. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I, I say that, but when I was a kid, I would, I was kind of an unusual kid. I would go to the library and I remember finding this book about meditation and I would try to do it at home by myself. It didn't really work very well, but um, I always felt like, okay, there's something more that I wanted to explore. But that being said, I, I didn't really get into it till like 2011 and it was because I was going through a really hard time um not to get into it too much but uh, essentially there was um a sexual harassment situation with a professor at my university that mm-hmm. I had to report and then like all these other women came forth and there was this lawsuit it was very hard for me because I, I don't like conflict but um and then on top of it um my brother almost died from a heroin overdose and, mm-hmm. um, and then I also had a miscarriage. So it was like, life was falling apart and I was trying to do a PhD on top of it. Um, so, uh, I went to the counseling center, uh, after I realized I can't handle this on my own. Um, and they had this mindfulness group. It was this group therapy thing. And it was the first time I ever did a, like a, structured non-religious um mindfulness practice Uh, i was raised catholic and we always did rosary and prayers and stuff like that but i never did anything where you're supposed to stop and look at your mind and when i did that i was like oh my goodness it's like a racing train of thoughts and chaos and stress and um you know no wonder i'm having this is hard and my mind is all on top of everything going on my mind is just trying to find all the answers and it's not going well so I started getting into it and I was like, whoa, this I only did, um, it was a four week thing and I, um, it changed my life. And I was like, I have to do more. So I, I found like, cause when I do something, I kind of like dive in, I, I found like three meditation groups and I was like, I want to learn all about this. <laughs> so I, uh, I really dove in and I did a lot more meditation and different, learn different types. And essentially what I can tell you today is that mindfulness means stopping and paying attention, noticing your thoughts, noticing your body, your sensations, your patterns. You could say energetically, it's stopping the loops that keep going around and around. It's, you know, it's like a, you have a car and you on the gas, just going and going. You're, you're taking the foot off the gas. You're, you're letting the momentum slow down so you can make changes. So mindfulness helps put the brakes on things so we can accept and then change things more easily. That's 
been that's my good. Mm-hmm. And so for people who say, I can't meditate. Mm-hmm. So so is it sitting in stillness? Break it down for somebody, the ordinary person, mm-hmm. the, the single mom who may be very busy. What would that look like? <clears throat> yeah. So for better or worse, there's a lot of cultural and religious ideas from the past about like Buddhism and different mm-hmm. ideas with what meditation means. And yes, historically it was sitting on a mat or cushion and you're supposed to be still and do it for hours. Um, I have not found that that is necessary. Actually, what you can do, um, I would recommend doing one or two minutes, um, mm-hmm. two to three mm-hmm. times a day, but you have to really do it. <laughs> this is the thing. Put the phone away. You can set a timer if you want. Um, but take, let's say two minutes in the morning and time yourself and really give yourself those two minutes and just notice, maybe play some gentle music. Maybe there's a guided meditation to help support you, or you can practice deep breathing in and out. Mm -hmm. But as long as you are stopping and noticing, and you're being the observer that you, you are not the things that are happening. You're the observer of those things. As long as you start training your mind to be a more patched observer, it helps calm the nervous system. It makes it easier. And then you find that you can do it more and more. Um, other things you can do are integrate to your everyday life. Like when you're drinking coffee, try to notice the coffee. Notice the sensations in your mouth. Notice the taste. Notice um, smell. Notice, be present with your coffee. Um, when you're brushing your teeth, notice the brushing of the teeth. So you can integrate it into those small ways as well. And another approach that's very practical that I love and I tell my clients to do, and I do it myself, is if there's something you're struggling with that's really sort of taking hold, um, let's say, to go back to the example about Friday night and being, Mm -hmm. uh, let's say it's loneliness. So from one to 10, how tracking every day, how lonely you feel. So like 10 is the most lonely, one is the least. <clears throat> so every day you just track and being very kind and non-judgmental. Um, what we know is that what we measure will sort of correct. But why is that? It's because you're you're taking a moment to slow down and notice. And so checking in with yourself every day is another type of mindfulness. That's really good. And listeners, everybody can do that. Sometimes during the day, I'll just put my headsets on and uh, get in that theta state, got some little theta music I put on and just think about and feel and see a certain thing, a certain desire for maybe three to five minutes because my mind starts going back and forth. But that's a great uh, everyday tool that everybody can use. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned energy. You said, you know, when you get in that energy, it puts you in a certain loop, a certain way of thinking. Expound on that because, you know, with the law of attraction, which we're going to be getting to, you know, wherever attention goes, energy flows. So if a person is kind of stuck in a certain mindset or behavior, explain energy for us. Yeah. So the other thing I figured out in my journey um, or, and continue to figure out is mm-hmm. the power of our energy. Um, 
everyone's different. I, I do find some people seem to have like a stronger force of energy than others mm-hmm. where it's almost like a, like a runaway train or I don't know, runaway horse or something. And people say, well, I want to be happy, but I just can't stop thinking about this. or I can't stop feeling this way. It's they've, they don't have control over their thoughts. There's a momentum going um, or something traumatic happens and there's a momentum behind it, energetic momentum. So we need to slow that momentum down. It doesn't mean what happened to you wasn't important and doesn't and didn't hurt. It means you love yourself so much. You don't want that to be your experience for the rest of your life. You want to feel better. Um, and so slowing, finding different ways to slow that momentum down. Um, that can look different for different people. Depends on what they are struggling with in terms of shifting it. Um, sometimes outside activities can help. Sometimes mindfulness practices. Um, I also do uh, hypnotherapy meditations. And I did a year long program with that because it, um, I tried it myself in the past and it was life-changing with dealing with the subconscious because we can have all these affirmations and positive thoughts on the conscious level, but we have deeper unconscious stuff that might be driving, you know, driving the ship. Um, so getting your subconscious stuff, your physical, I mean, all that, but the number one thing I'd say first is to become aware of your energetic state. Mm. Something I come across with clients a lot of times is they don't often know how depressed they are until we do assessments, until we check in. Like the depression just sets in, becomes the new norm. So the first step is noticing what is my energetic state? What is, or what is my, what is my state of being? Um, and I made a chart that I use it, it. It's so simple, but it actually seems to really help and help me. That's why I, mm-hmm. I made it. And you're just tracking every day. It's a mindfulness practice too. You just notice, okay, there's the red zone emotions, there's green zone, and then there's blue zone. And the red zone are the destructive emotions. And most people seem to be stuck down there. And the red zone emotions tend to make more red zones. So like hate makes more hate, fear makes more fear. Um, And so I work to help people get out of that energetic state by focusing on the blue or the green zone. So um yeah, there's, there's different methods, but we are uh, in this, I'm sure it probably won't sound academic, but I think there needs to be a lot more research done in this. Uh, we are energetic beings. Well, yeah, a we lot are. Of, yeah. And a lot of the way I've manifested, you could say, or attracted or mm-hmm. my reality, a lot of things was through this. And you might be thinking, well, Sarah, you had all these bad things happen and I continue to have challenges, but I also think part of it is my desire to learn as much as possible and Mm -hmm. help as many as I can or have insights attracts challenges for me to learn. And it's the fastest way to learn sometimes. So there's a, I think it's a Zen story. I can't remember the whole story, but it's essentially the point is, is we don't always know what's good or bad. And sometimes something comes into our life and looks like it's such a, disaster but it could end up being a huge blessing that changes your life and like that really hard time there's been many hard times but that one particular hard time in 2011 2012 where I started meditating um 
ended up being the greatest thing ever because it totally changed everything. And I've been able to help a lot of people since then. Um, so I wouldn't want to relive it, but I also wouldn't, wouldn't change it. So one thing I do see with, with the energy stuff is people thinking, you know, I'm being high vibration. I'm being so positive. Why are bad things happening? Well, we can't see the whole picture. We can only mm-hmm. see because we could see the whole picture. It would make sense, but maybe there's something that we're supposed to learn or, or grow or shift into. Um, so with the energetics of it, um, I would say try to always look for the positive in anything and how good can come out of it. That's um, good. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that that's, and it's not easy to do when you're in the situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what you're saying is around focus. Where's your attention? Like you said, awareness. Where are you living in your thoughts and your emotions, et cetera? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's really good. And I just wanted to say that to listeners. So, so is happiness a choice? Can people begin to take baby steps in choosing? Like, I am tired of being a victim. Is that possible? <laughs> it is possible. It's I wouldn't say it's as simple as saying it's just a choice, but it's also as simple as that, if that makes sense. It's both. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you said about baby steps. That is what I've seen be most powerful because part yeah. of it is there is great suffering. People have been through so much. I see it every day uh, with the work that I do. And we all suffer in different ways. But that being said, I mean, and also, you know, suicidal ideation, I I just am shocked at how often I see it or it's people are private about it and then it comes out. There's a lot of people that are suffering. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I see too, people don't always want to be happy because they feel like they need it to be validated what they've been through. And so it's sort of this balance of we're baby stepping our way out of the pit or baby, we're baby stepping our way out to be happier with very practical tools. And some people go very fast with it and some people have to go much slower, but we're also honoring giving compassion and love to that part of ourselves that is so hurt. So we're not saying, you know, we're not saying your hurt didn't happen. We're not saying you weren't wronged. You probably were not always though, but (laughs) you probably were. But that being said, unless you want that to define your whole life, out of love for yourself, we got to start walking away from it and giving love and kindness and compassion to what you've been through is very important. But a higher form of love to yourself is saying, I love myself so much. I want the rest of my life to be as good as possible. And yeah. I've, I haven't <clears throat> seen a lot of good come from being a chronic victim. I, I have Mm-mm. seen that with some people. <laughs> And there is that transition phase that can happen where let's say some terrible thing happens, you know, unfortunately, and you, you were a victim of a crime or a victim of some terrible injustice, but that being your new identity is very disempowering, very negative energetically. You're attracting more stuff into your world to keep reinforcing that. And it's, it's very unkind to do yourself. So we have to honor that part of us that got hurt, but then gently make baby steps out 
Yeah. You know, when you said that, I was thinking about Dr. Wayne Dyer. I was looking for the direct quote. And basically, he says, when you think about what was, when you think, feel, and talk about what was, you get more of that. Mm -hmm. When you think, feel, and talk about what is, you get more of that. But mm -hmm. if you can begin to think, feel, see, and talk about what you desire. Mm -hmm. so, so, so those are great tools that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. So so let's talk a little bit about the doggone law of attraction. <laughs> so, you, you, you know, once the movie The Secret came out, everybody thought they could just visualize a new red <laughs> uh, convertible Mercedes and it would just come in their driveway. And I'm a big proponent of visualization. But what's your take on the law of attraction and how do you use it with your clients? Yeah. So it's funny yeah, you say that. What? So I <laughs> I think I've watched the Law of Attraction movie, I don't know, like a hundred times. Like I, I loved <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. Thing. And at the time I was also reading some other books. There was one called like the Aladdin Factor or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was it was it was because there was another time in my life where there was challenges. Um but I have found it's not quite as simple as the secret. There's another ingredient that I think is crucial that I didn't, for my memory, remember the secret honing in on. And I would say, and it sounds corny maybe, but love. If we have love for something, someone, some idea, some possibility, really is powerful for manifesting it. So for example, and I don't say this to brag, I really don't. It's really just an example of what I what I did. Mm -hmm. I've manifested now $260,000 of scholarship money, totally free. My two doctorates are totally paid for. My first master's was almost totally paid for. I didn't pay. Uh, my parents didn't pay. A lot of people don't know this, um, but I manifested it. The how? Well, I love school. <laughs> I love learning. I love finding answers. I really love it. It makes me feel alive. I felt energized, excited. I felt very happy thinking about it. I felt really happy thinking about the scholarship. It wasn't hard for me. Am I able to do this with everything? Unfortunately, no. I I, I try, but there's certain things I'm like, I don't really care that much. Um, fancy car, not my thing. So mm -hmm. I, I suspect it would be very challenging for me to manifest a certain type of car because my heart's not in it. It means nothing to me. Um, I just want a car that works and is safe. So what I've seen is when you have a love that is truly authentic, truly coming from you. Um, and this is where it gets so interesting too, because if we're trying to get something because we think, oh my gosh. I'm this age and this is my situation. I need to do X, Y, Z. If we're following a program that's not authentic, I find it's much harder to manifest what we're wanting. But if it feels really authentically you, I mean, my brother, my youngest brother says I came out when I was born reading a book. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just love learning. Um, so that wasn't hard for me, but that's what I, what I mean about that. When you, when you love, it's easy to manifest when you're afraid, when you're scared, when you feel, when you're manifesting out of this, you could say red zone space in the chart, the destructive emotions, it's harder to get there. So 
how to do this. If you're in a state that's really low and you're like, I can't love anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I hate everything. Um, I, I would say try to find one little thing a day that you can, that helps inspire the emotion of love to come from you because it's coming from you, this love, but something that inspires you. Maybe it's a tree or something in nature or a dog. I mean, I don't know what it is, but whatever helps inspire the emotion of a little tiny bit more love lightens you up and makes it much easier to manifest things. That is so good, Dr. Sarah. I don't I don't think I've ever heard. I've heard people say passion, but love is 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 the highest vibration. And so mm -hmm. when you were speaking, um, this book came to my mind. It's an old school book, y'all. It's do what you love and the money will follow. Mm -hmm. So when you love do when you love doing something like if if you call me in the middle of the night and say, come speak on ABC. I'm going, I love that. It's mm -hmm. in me. And so for listeners, I tell people, you never go after the bag or after money. My, my, my millennial people, y'all taught me a misconception. The bag is money. So I'm just trying to talk to y'all. But you don't go after the bag. But when you love something, people can feel it. They can, mm -hmm. if you're designing clothes and and people can feel when they purchase from you online and they're like, Oh, I love this. I, I think you can feel that love even in your products and our services. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, another way of looking at this is okay. What is love? It's such a blanket term that we apply to so many things for better or worse. Um, one way of understanding is I think it's a constructive, creative energy, constructive, creative force. And so it makes sense if we want to attract or manifest or have certain things in our life that we have this constructive, creative energy backing us up and, and supporting us. That is so good. Anything else you want to tell us about the law of attraction? I would say <clears throat> to really think about authentically you, what, what resonates with you um because believe it or not like for me with the, my education stuff I've I've been told to stop I've been told it's weird I've been told all kinds <laughs> of stuff I but I love it it helps lift me up it keeps me uplifted I love learning so it's I've had to accept okay I'm a little different I like researching I this isn't good for me mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be that for you though everyone is so different like find I guess you could say find your art, but find what is authentically more resonant with you and then try to imagine from there, okay, how can I express this even more? And it will grow and grow and grow. Um, so when we connect with is authentically ourselves, it is so cool what happens. And that's another piece in the secret that I think was kind of not emphasized enough um, is Okay, authentic self. And that's a huge part of happiness and also feeling free. Because if you're living a life that's not really feeling like you, it's painful every day. Well, you know, lastly, you're so I gotta have you back again for part two. You help people live their lightest mm -hmm. life. I'm looking at my notes here. 
What does that mean? Create their lightest life. Yeah. So I guess one way of putting it is being in the blue zone of the chart I made, but um, tell, the, tell us what, what's in that blue zone. Yeah. Emotions. I titled it uplifting enlightening emotions, but it's things like peace, love, joy, mm -hmm. harmony, um, authenticity. It's when we focus in on those things, it lifts us out of the heavier stuff, but light is life. If this makes sense, I, I'll never forget. I had this one client it was so interesting. I've had many clients tell me this, but one in particular, he used to say, he was a teenage boy. And he's like, I don't know what you do, but every time I come and see you, I feel lighter. Like something was removed. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know, but I'm glad. <laughs> and he just felt lighter and lighter. And he, and because of being lighter and lighter, he has been more successful with school, more successful with relationships, more, more successful with sport, everything. It's just gotten so much better as opposed to feeling heavier and weighed down energetically. And then everything is hard and it keeps getting harder. So light is life. The best way I could put it is feeling free and energetically, emotionally lighter. You know, if you're sad and, or down or depressed, you feel heavy. If you are happier, you have, feel love, you feel lighter, you have more energy, you feel more full of life. That's good. Well, tell people, uh, I want all of you guys to go to the Law of Attraction Radio Network and check out her show, Happiness Learn. But how can people find you, um, you know, on, on the internet? What's your <laughs> website? What's your contact information, et cetera? What services do you offer? Yeah. Um, well, my website is www.drsarahspowart.com and mm -hmm. I'm launching um, my new website, uh, happinesslearn.com. Um, oh. And it should be by end of October. Um, okay. So I'm revamping that. And um, uh, how else can you find me? I think the fastest way is, well, I have email as well, sarah.spowered at gmail.com. And just make sure you have a clear title because I get a lot of emails saying, um, you know, questions <laughs> or something. Um, and the services I offer, I do um, happiness coaching. I do hypnotherapy meditation programs. Uh, and I make recordings to help people really anchor in these changes into their life. I do uh, mental health counseling. I do um, uh, more like sometimes I do group counseling work. So that's some of the stuff I do. I also teach uh, university classes as well um, part-time. So boy, how do you have a balanced life? Yes. So this is the other thing that's been so interesting. The lighter I feel, the happier I feel, the more energized I feel, the faster I'm able to do stuff, the more, more I'm able to do. Actually, it's very strange. I was thinking about this 10 years ago. I don't want to say you become, you become superhuman, but you, you function at a different level. Absolutely. Um, yeah. In the past, I mean, what was it? 12 years ago, I was struggling with just doing a part-time job and PhD program. And uh, it was, I was just struggling with everyday life. And um I mean that. I mean that. It wasn't easy. And now I feel like major challenges come about and they do rock me a bit, but I'm able to bounce back much quicker. And 
What I can tell you is when you practice mindfulness, uh, and this is not to appropriate the practice, but when you practice mindfulness, when you practice being happy, when you practice feeling lighter, Mm -hmm. you will function at a whole other level. And so I do have a balanced life because of the, my foundation is different than it used to be. That that's very powerful and very insightful because when you're loving mm-hmm. and excited and you're peaceful and you're doing what you're called to do, you it's not a burden. Yeah. 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 And so powerful. and the thing is too is I, I try to just do stuff that makes me feel that love, that happiness, that that mm-hmm. joy. Um so I try to work in that direction. So guys, uh, like I said, go and check her out on the Law of Attraction Radio Network and go to her website, visit her. She's a smart young woman. I'm so grateful to connect with her. Uh, uh, she has a dog. You have two dogs? She has I have two-, two dogs. Yeah, one she is has- named Freddie. He's an Australian Shepherd and one is Billy and he's a little Lassa Apsu Bichon. So she has a dog. We connected. She has a dog. We both therapists and I got a dog. <laughs> and so I'm uh, so great to connect with you. I'm so glad that that uh, I've had an opportunity to interview you. It's been an honor. And you shared some powerful nuggets today. So everybody check her out. And uh, remember, I want you to share this uh, video, this show with at least one person. Share it on your timeline. Uh, if it helped you, certainly it could help a coworker, a family member, a friend, uh, because we want everybody to live and be in that vibration of happiness. And as I say every week, remember <clears throat> that you can make a decision to create and live your best life. All right, everybody make a decision to have a wonderful week. Thank you, Dr. Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.